Hey everybody, this is Dr. Clark again coming to you with the second podcast. And I think it's one that uh, there's been a few people waiting for this one. So let's go ahead and talk about it. We're going to be talking about nutrition and not only just nutrition, uh, but some other factors in your life that can help you live a healthy, happy life. Um, In this, we're going to talk in a basic overview. This is not going to be um, very detailed and, and uh, deep in science or anything like this. Uh, I am, I decided I was going to do uh, one really long podcast and it was going to end up being like an hour and a half and have every single detail of everything that I've ever helped anybody with, with weight loss or nutrition. I just thought that was too much. So what I'm going to do, this is just going to be, I'm guessing around 20 minutes uh, where we go over the plan and just how it works. And then Maybe next week I'll I'll actually get into the nutrition more, and then the next one we're going to talk about the next step, and then the last one will be the next step. So we'll get into the steps here in just a second, and I think that's an easier way to digest it for everyone else. Speaking of everyone else, uh, I had at least 10 people listen to the podcast because I got a notification for that, which is awesome. So thank you guys. Um, Keep listening to it. And if you do have questions or comments or, uh, again, future episodes you want to hear about, um, give me some comments. Give me some feedback somehow, and I'll work on that. So let's get started here. We're going to start with what to eat. So, you know... When we're talking about the world we live in right now, it is littered with uh, just bad things, so many bad things. And we want to try, as much as we want to add in good things, we want to avoid the bad things. And that's removing things like your high fructose corn syrups, which is in everything, processed foods, um, pretty much anything you can get that is convenient is not going to be great for you. Except for raw fruits and vegetables, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, these foods are designed to keep you eating and not ever get you full. So we're going to try to pass on those processed foods and eat a plant-strong diet instead. So that way you're going to be full and satisfied because plants actually have very little calorie density uh, or energy density to them, but they have a lot of fiber. Excuse me. So. Fiber is going to keep you full and keep you full longer so you're not starving throughout the day, but it's going to keep your calorie count low. Now, we've talked, I've said the word calorie like three times already. I actually don't count calories. If you eat the proper diet, you can eat absolutely as much as you want. Same with thirst, and we're going to talk more about water in a second, but if you're hungry, you should be able to eat. And we're going to talk about some guidelines about when to eat. But if it's your time to eat and you're hungry, you should be able to eat. That's called hunger. Your body is sending signals that you are hungry and you should be able to eat. So that is, it's a big deal to have the right foods to actually give you the signals you're full, which is a plant-based diet. It's one of those things that we... Uh, our ancestors back in the day for sure ate like this because they didn't have a butcher around the corner and every supermarket giving them ground beef and and chicken and whatever it might be. Maybe they got lucky every once in a while, and we'll talk about that too, um, when to eat meat, but it's most of their diet was plant-based. Now, plants are the best thing you can eat, and that is pretty vague, but pretty much with this program, you can eat as much as you want as long as it's from a plant source. 
the more whole plants you get, the better. So you want to eat, you know, the skin of an apple. You don't just want to eat the flesh of the apple. So eat the whole thing. You don't have to eat the seeds or the core, but the outside plus the flesh. Uh, as much as you can get raw is really good too because raw fruits and vegetables that uh, have been minimally washed, you don't want to scrub your vegetables, you just want to rinse them off. Um, they have enzymes on them which helps boost your metabolism. Our body uh, enzymes in general speed up chemical reactions and that's the idea. The more enzymes you have in your body, the faster it's going to process this food which gets it into your bloodstream which then helps your body quicker. Now, when you're shopping at a grocery store, the idea here is that you're going to want to stick to the perimeter of the store. That's a good rule of thumb for when you're going shopping. Um, you know, you want to start in the produce aisle, and then you're going to work your way back maybe to how, uh, you know, the produce goes back into the breads. And we're going to talk about breads in just a second. Uh, but then that could go over towards, like, the dairy. We're going to skip the dairy counter completely, and we'll talk more about that, too. Um you know what? Spend most of your time in the produce aisle. That's the, the best thing for you. And definitely stick out of the middle where you're going to get all of your processed foods. Now, green leafy vegetables like your kale, spinach, your cabbages, and broccoli are truly, truly superfoods. That is where you're going to get the bulk of your nutrition. And everyone should get the bulk of their nutri nutrition from deep leafy green vegetables. Berries are also super powerful in antioxidants, as well as other factors that really make them good to have nearly every single day. Just have some berries in the fridge. And then comes your, your beans and your oats and, and those starchy uh, legumes that give your body probiotics. It's a word that you might have heard before. These starchy foods have these simple sugars in them, and that allows the gut bacteria to eat eat and grow and flourish and that might sound strange but you have bacteria you have more bacteria in you than you do human cells so you've got billions of bacteria in you and you know that's a good thing you need bacteria because they actually produce a lot of things um, that help us be healthy a lot of the byproducts that uh, the bacteria produce is expected by our body to be there because that's our normal flora. It's our normal part of our body. So these foods, the legumes especially, and beans are just so good for you. They give those bacteria what they need. And frozen vegetables are okay so long as they're organic. Actually, let's talk about organic right now. <clears throat> so why organic? Organic foods just mean that the... The food you're eating is not genetically modified, and it's not been sprayed with pesticides. Pesticides are used in you know, agri-farming to kill off bugs, right? To give a better yield to the farmers, which is awesome. But we do ingest some of those pesticides. <clears throat> Unfortunately, some of that is causing um, some problems inside some people, and we're see seeing things even... Uh, gluten sensitivity is thought to be part of the this pesticide-laden wheat that's out there. When somebody who thinks that they have a gluten intolerance switches to organic uh, flour, they usually see a pretty drastic improvement. So, you know, I would prefer everyone seek out organic fruits and vegetables. Now, some places, that's just not the case. You cannot get to the grocery store and find organic stuff. 
and maybe that's really expensive too, but uh, we'll talk about prices of things in here in just a second. But I want everyone to try to do that, and if they can't, it's okay to get the regular uh, commercial foods, and that's okay because you're still getting the fiber that, that we want. So organic for sure, it's way above, way above, so much better for you. And then, you know, if, if you have to, then it's okay. Go to get the, the regular old corn, regular old green beans, whatever it might be, and, and that's okay. Organic truly, truly is the, the best way to go. <clears throat> Let's talk about dairy for a second. Now, a lot of, through our entire lives, we're told that milk is a very healthy thing for you and you should have it every single day. Uh, the government tells us that too in our little food pyramids that everybody learns. Well, milk is the best substance on the planet of Earth if you're a baby cow. High milk intake in humans has been linked to several different diseases, um, including cancer and diabetes. Uh, dairy products can cause bloating. So even if you're not lactose intolerant, you might realize you get really bloated after having some ice cream or having a glass of milk. And that's pretty normal for our society right now. Um, the amount of calcium milk is very low. That's what we're told. You need milk because you need calcium. No, you can receive 10 times, 100 times as much from darkly leafy green vegetables, so your kale, spinach, things like that, has a tremendous amount more calcium in it than milk does. Studies have shown that you can't even absorb that calcium that comes from cow's milk because of the molecular stru structure of the milk not being digested properly by the person, and that way the calcium doesn't even ever enter the body. So if you are getting some, you're getting very little, but if you eat some spinach, all of a sudden you've got all the calcium you'll ever need. So if you're going to eat a whole foods plant-based diet, you're going to get enough calcium. It's not something you really need to worry about. The basis of everything that we're talking about is truly about eating like our ancestors. So um, let's talk about a caveman, right? Uh, we have to eat like our ancestors because our guts were designed the same way. Uh, we may be in a more advanced society right now with cities and houses and refrigerators, but our gut is exactly the same as it was way back when. So. Uh, processed foods are a new creation, and not many are over 100 years old. Uh, we can't expect our bodies to just quickly adapt like that. Um, you know, if a caveman woke up in the morning, he had to go out and search for food, and he would eat all day. You could not put food in front of a caveman and say, hey, only eat your certain portions. No, and that's that's more talking about, you know, you can eat as much as you want and eat until you're full as long as you're eating the right diet. And yeah, so caveman also was lucky if you ever found any meat, right? Because meat was scarce. I mean, that's maybe a buffalo was running around, right? And if you and your whole pack of cavemen were able to take one down, then you could have some, some meat for maybe the few days before it went rancid and went bad, especially before they started to salt meats. Um, you know, it... It just was a rarity because that was a, a feat to take down a bison or something like that with spears and, and sticks and stones. So um, another thing is a, a caveman would eat almost everything raw. Um, 
you know, you see the cartoons with caveman invented fire. Yeah, I'm sure eventually they figured out fire, but before that there was not fire and they still had to eat. So um, that's why our bodies still crave those enzymes from raw foods, because that's how we started. And that's how we have to think about that moving forward. So that's the gist on what you should eat. The idea is you want to eat mostly a plant-based diet. And you want to eat minimal meat, if at all possible. I limit people to one to two meat meals per week. What does that mean? So a meat meal is any meal you have that includes any sort of, of, of meat, including um, eggs, cheese, any sort of animal protein. Um, that counts as your meat meal. And from there... Uh, you only get two of those per week. So say you have some sausage for breakfast and that dinner you had chicken for dinner. Well, that's it. Those are two meals for the entire week. If you limit yourself like this, you're going to get the plenty of the, the B vitamins you need from the animal proteins. Um, but you're not going to overload yourself like the standard American diet does. If you go toward, say you go to McDonald's <clears throat> and you're going through the drive-thru. You can't order anything without protein in it. Everything's either a burger, a nugget, or a sandwich of some sort. And, uh, of course, they come with deep fried fries and everything like that. But everything is centered around a protein. That's just how we've been told as a society we have to be. And that's just not true. So we're going to reduce the meat consumption. That's going to help a lot. And then, so as we're talking about the caveman, real quick... He still did eat meat. He did still every once in a while find a bird egg. Uh, he did every once in a while get an animal. So our bodies do still need some um, some protein, some animal protein. It's just not as much as we're used to getting right now. Never before we had such a surplus of animal protein just sitting around. You can walk through the butcher's, you know, uh, near the butcher center in the, the grocery store, and it's just full. It's, you know, chock full of whatever you want, whatever steak, whatever cut you want, they're there. And that's just, it's just too much for our bodies. So we have to have a little bit, but we can't overdo it. And that's the gist of that. Okay, guys, I'm going to take a little break here, and I'm going to come back, and we're going to talk about the next part and the next step in this. And that is going to be about fasting. All right, guys, welcome back. We're going to talk about this next step, which is intermittent fasting. Now, what is intermittent fasting? That sounds scary. It sounds like it's going to be hard. It sounds like something I don't want to do. Well, the fact is fasting has been around forever. It's been around for thousands of years. And back in biblical times, it was used in religious practices. Um, it's used sort of still today. You just don't hear about it quite as much, but... We're going to talk about it in the way our body is processing food. So this is a really big part of this program. Uh, basically, what you want to do is you want to be fasting with no more than water. And I'm going to give a few bonuses to this in just a second. But pretty much nothing but water for 16 hours. Now, of course, this includes the 6 to 9 hours of sleep you're going to have. Um, and just as an example, if you ate dinner at six o'clock, you could then break your fast or breakfast at 10 a.m. So it doesn't have to change your world too much. Um, you're just going to be eating dinner maybe a little bit earlier and maybe eating breakfast just a little bit later. 
Now, once it's time to break your fast, then you it has to be time to feast. This is all, this is almost just as important as fasting is feasting. Um, you know, you need to be sure you're getting the the recommended daily calories you're getting uh, every single day, and you have a shorter window to get them in. And once you're eating only plants, like you properly should. Um, you need to eat a lot of plants to build up to your 2,000 calories a day. But once everything is churning and everything is getting you the right nutrients and you are on this fasting schedule, oh man, you are going to just be burning off fat and, and optimally you know, processing food in your body, which is what it's all about. Now, really, when, and we talked about water at the, at the beginning of this fasting, you should only really be drinking water. Our country is chronically dehydrated. We apologize for that. My watch wanted to chime in there. Um, but yes, our, our country is chronically dehydrated. Uh, people are drinking nothing but sodas and coffee. And uh, it, those are diuretics, which just push more water out of the system. The way you should be looking at this is pretty simple. You need to have half of your body weight in ounces of water every single day. So a 200-pound person needs 100 ounces of water per day. Um, you can do the math for yourself to figure out what you need, but that is a huge thing. If you can properly hydrate yourself, you can help so many areas of your life. And so we'll talk chiropractic for a second. You could help headaches. You could help back pain. You could help uh, stiffness in your joints all by being properly hydrated. So that's a, a really, really important part is to make sure that you are getting plenty of water. So a 16-hour fast. We want that good 16 hours because that's when your body is going to really reset. And it's going to start to use the body's reserves, which it's naturally, naturally supposed to, um, to keep itself functioning. If you're somebody who works out, you should be working out in the very last few hours of your fast, if at all possible. Um, definitely working out in the fast. The time feasting is not the time to work out. Um, if you spend extra calories, you're just going to crave extra calories and you're going to be eating more. And if you're eating the proper foods, it's almost going to be impossible because your stomach's not big enough. So try to do your workouts in the, uh, the fasting portion of this program. Um, so I did say I was going to give a few little... We'll call them hacks. A few little hacks you can do during your fast. I know a lot of people are coffee people, and you need your coffee in the morning. I'm okay with coffee in the morning. I do. You have to drink it black, though. If you're going to be fasting, it has to be black coffee. Even if you put in a nut milk, uh, for sure no dairy milk. We just in the last little segment talked about dairy. For sure not uh, dairy milk. That should never get in your coffee ever again. But the nut milks, they still have calories in them. So they're going to break your fast. So if you want black coffee, I'm okay with that in the morning. And black coffee is great. I drink black coffee all the time, and it's really good. And uh, you can really taste the flavors of the coffee more. So try it out and see if you can do that. And the other thing is teas, <clears throat> especially green tea. It's a, it's basically like eating a deeply feed green vegetable with all the antioxidants and nutrients that come from green tea. So as long as your green tea, and it can be black tea too, black tea is fine, as long as those are unsweetened, you can have that during your fasting period. 
But guys, those are diuretics still. Coffee and tea, both still diuretics. Soda should be kicked out. You should not have that at all. So you still have to drink your water. So here's my rule of thumb for that. We just talked about you should have half your body weight in ounces of water every single day. If you're going to drink something like coffee or tea, I want you to replace that same amount. So say you have one mug of coffee. I need an extra mug of water in that too, plus all the water for your day. You have to restore that water in there. We have to be properly hydrated, and that's that's a really, really big part. Okay, so fasting. It's not that much to talk about because that's that's pretty much it. It's the time that we are not eating, and that's it's not that hard. I regularly go 18 hours with no problem because you don't actually get all that hungry because you haven't broken your fast. So give that a try, and that's your you'll see results as far as weight loss, you'll see results really quickly with that. Um, the other way you'll see really quick results is eliminating the dairy products. The last part of this is the chiropractic part and chiropractic and weight loss really does go together pretty well. And I'm going to explain that here next. So I will be right back. All right, guys. So welcome back. We're going to get to the last part of this program, which is, how does chiropractic and weight loss go together? So the fact is, the body works on nerve signals. The body creates a nerve signal in the brain. It shoots down the brain to the brain stem into the spinal cord, which then shoots out to everywhere in the body. What a chiropractor does is when there is pressure put onto a nerve anywhere in the body that is getting that nerve irritated, a chiropractor can insert a, a force, a specific force, to move the bones off the nerve and allow it to have more space to properly function. What does this have to do with weight loss? Why are we even talking about this? So it is important to know that this, I, I did mention this in the, the podcast of last week. Uh, if you have a nerve that's traveling to the stomach from the brain, and you're worried about weight loss, that nerve is the number one thing you should be worried about. You need to know that that nerve that's traveling from the brain to the stomach is at full capacity to transfer signals, especially the signals that say, hey, I'm full, I've had enough. If there's pressure put on that nerve and the signal gets delayed even by a minute, five minutes, whatever it might be, and nerves are traveling at the speed of light, but it's the sensation, the excuse me, satiety that you're looking for. If that's not transferring through, then you might just keep eating, even if it is one extra bite, even if it is three extra bites. That's still extra bites that you're getting in that you don't actually need. So when we're talking about weight loss, that's the big thing we're talking about. But also, every organ in your body is involved in digestion. Not everybody. The heart's not that in involved, but pretty much every other organ is involved. You've got your liver helps break down a lot of things. Uh, your kidneys function a lot, uh, push out a lot of the you know the byproducts that aren't needed, pushes it out of the body. Your intestines obviously are a huge part that are absorbing all these nutrients, uh, the nutri nutrients through the the body and into the blood. So it's important that every single part of your body is functioning to properly absorb this food. If everything is properly being absorbed, you are going to be a healthier person. You are going to lose weight. You're going to have um, 
great cardiovascular health. You're going to have great mental health. Everything um, is just so important to have functioning 100%. Speaking of mental health, really quick, most of the serotonin made in the body is made in the gut. So that is mental disease is usually something we think about the brain. You know, the brain is causing somebody to be depressed because they haven't uh, enough serotonin in their brain. The happiness hormone is serotonin. So when we can start seeing that if we can fix our gut and make our gut produce this again, then we have enough serotonin in our body that does go up to the brain and then we're not depressed anymore. So absolutely, diet can help depression. So a chiropractic adjustment can help get the pressure off the nerve, which then can help to really open up the body, allow these signals to function fully. And in, the, in weight loss, it can help a lot. If you know you're full, weight loss can be pretty easy. All right, guys. So let me step away one more time here. We're going to wrap this up, and I'll be right back. All right, guys, that wraps up this podcast for this week. And again, this is just the overview. Um, This is just looking at things as you're flying over just to make sure that we've got everything down so you know the map of where we're going. So next week, we're going to be talking about more in the nutrition. We're going to hit the nutrition. We're going to hit it hard, watch fruits and vegetables. We talked a little bit about the deep leafy greens and the legumes. But what else? What else is out there that I need to get every single day? Um what to avoid more. We'll talk about dairy even more. Um, That's coming next week. And then from there, we'll move on to intermittent fasting. We'll be the week after that. And we did last week was chiropractic. So may or may not do a third podcast, but for sure two more coming out just solely on healthy living and weight loss. Um, Again, this program utilizes intermittent fasting and a plant strong diet with that you have the ability to gain hormonal balance Uh, you can absolutely lose weight Um, when you know when to eat and what to eat it's it it becomes pretty easy some of these changes are absolutely difficult they're they're pretty hard to just all of a sudden switch a change you might not succeed right away but you you've got to keep at it this is not something that's just going to happen overnight uh if you're just gonna you know be discouraged and give up you've got to keep at it Once you're a few weeks in, your body will start to forget that one of these bad foods, you're going to be breaking your your sugar habits, which is something else we'll talk about next week. Sugar isn't everything. Uh, You know, the health of a person is absolutely your most valuable asset. And uh, it's it's absolutely the best time ever to start something like this. Uh, The New Year's is coming right around the corner. So think about it. This makes sense. This is how our bodies were designed to process food. And if we can play by the rules of our body, we can all be happy and healthy. And as much as I hate to start keep chiming on weight loss, yes, you'll look good too, because that's how our bodies are supposed to be. Uh, we are not supposed to be obese. That is hard on our joints. Our bodies are should be trying to keep us to survive as long as possible. All of the wildlife, all animals try to survive. That's their goal. Everybody's trying to survive. So when we were back in cave people again, uh, we were trying to survive. So we were not huge, overweight cavemen. There's, that's just 
you got eaten by a tiger. Sorry, that that's just what happened. So we have to get back to our roots. We have to get back to what it is that our body needs. And then from there, everything else will fall into place. All right, guys, we'll talk to you next week and stay tuned for nutrition coming next. And then, again, any questions, comments, please send them my way. And thanks for listening. Talk to you later.